To the untrained eye, real estate is the business of shelter, of comfort, of home. But industry insiders know that just behind the curtain resides a world teeming with innovation and disruption and sometimes brutal competition. And there, in the midst of it all, stand our industry leaders, the folks with the answers to our million-dollar questions in real estate. We've got one of those leaders here for you today. I'm Jessica Edgerton. And I'm Tarko Heidinga from leading real estate companies of the world. Let's pull back the curtain. Welcome to Million Dollar Question. This is a Soulfire production. Welcome here to another episode of Million Dollar Question. This is one of the co-hosts, Taco Heimka, coming to you with an exciting new guest. We are welcoming today Dick Carlson, and he is the co-founder and head of global sales at Diacrit, the global market leader in visual digital real estate marketing content which was founded in Sweden in 2001, making them uh, being in the business now for 22 years. Diocrit is transforming the experience of selling, buying, renting, and owning a home through state-of-the-art marketing content and innovative technology based on a deep understanding on how people interact with online content. Dick is responsible for strategic uh, development, uh, new client partnerships, and new markets, and is the visionary of many of Deercrit's innovative solutions. His expertise lies in the smart adoption of technology, and with an emphasis on revenue opportunities and impact efficiency, enhanced end-user experience, and new business opportunities. As a self-professed digital real estate junkie over the last 20 years of experience, Dick's entrepreneurial spirit and creative mindset transmits into key business innovation concepts. Very excited to have this meeting today with Dick Carlson. Enjoy the show. Okay, Dick, thank you so much for joining the show. And as in the introduction, you have been in the real estate uh, industry for such a long time. It's really great to have you here. We have been talking back and forth a bit on the email. Uh, Thanks again for joining us. I know you have a busy schedule, so welcome to the show. Thank you, Taco, and thanks for having us. Uh, So before, you know, this show is called Million Dollar Question, and we always prepare a million dollar question. But before we go there, Nick, I just want to know, we've been five months into 2023, and how are things going on your side? No, but it's an interesting market, right? I mean, we clearly, we all came into COVID. Uh, I think the majority of us was expecting the markets to have a very tough period during COVID. That was obviously not the case. We all I think prospered um, in all markets. I mean, we are a global player in the U.S., Europe, Australasia. So we see different markets, of course, as we as we come into this phase. Coming out of COVID, uh, we were all enthusiastic. Of course, continued to see the growth in in all markets. Uh, then the Ukraine war came, and we all know from the macroeconomics with the interest rates and etc. It's it's putting a lot of pressure on a lot of our clients around the around the globe. But I mean, uh, hand on heart, we've been in operation since 2001. We started Decred seven days uh, before 9-11. We've gone through the, the Lehman crash. We've seen ups and downs through the 22 years. And hand on heart, the 3,000 brands that we work with globally, they are taking market share. Of course, the market is compressed. They have fewer listings, fewer volume, lower volume. But I would say on an average, they are growing. As a market share perspective, I mean, leading our e-members like Bell, uh, Barford and Thompson down in Australia and New Zealand. Yes, the market is tough, but with their experience and their professional attitude, they are growing market share. And I think in this market, you you got to impact what you can impact. You can't work on the macro trends and you can't think about oh, the Ukraine war is, is killing us all. I mean, hey, you, you got to fight the, fight the war you can win. That is the local competitive arena that you are in. And uh, I mean, Diacrit as a business, we are growing on total numbers, which is which is great. Um, but of course, I mean, we, we all have to work double, double the amount in these times to make uh, a few bucks, yes, right? Exactly, exactly. And I hear that a lot. And that's true, you know, because, yeah, I mean, markets have changed so drastically, even in the last mm. two, three years, you know, COVID was a big 
big influence on everything. And that is actually a nice bridge mm. to, to actually the, million, the real million-dollar question I have for you, uh, Dick, mm. because, <laughs> you know, you, you just said it, 22 mm. years, right? And you, you, you guys are pushing mm. to create valuable boundaries for homeowners, buyers, and you really go out there to empower those real estate professionals, right, uh, with, with, with many solutions. Mm. So I think you're the, the ideal person to ask of what are mm. those shifts that you see in the home buying experience and how do you see that the real estate mm. professional needs to prepare to make this experience more impactful or maybe even more efficient? What shifts mm. do you see at the moment? Mm. Um, I think really coming back to referring back to the first question in these tough markets, I think really in, in any market, maybe in the U S or Europe and Australasia or anywhere in the world, right? You have, followers and you have innovators and there's always i mean it's such a competitive market i mean being a real estate agent 2001 versus 2023 it's still a fierce competition you really have to have a strong value proposition in your local market uh, if you're an independent or i mean hey if you work for a small brand or a big brand you still have to be innovative every day so i think from that perspective what what i've seen through the years, the, the people that are winning in the end have a focus on the customer experience. The CEX perspective has been heavily discussed in the last five to maybe 10 years. But I think overall, from when we started producing the first floor plan in 2001, just trying to empower that buyer to come to more uh, qualified uh, open homes and and really getting the seller and buying experience better and, and working with agents in their stressful day-to-day. So I would say really uh, customer experience for me, the, the winners in the market and the, and the changes I've seen are the, the brands and the agents that really think about, okay, what am I doing today that is slightly better than yesterday from my customer experience? And that could be anything from service, uh, could be anything from reporting, could be, again, that auction experience in, in the Australian market on the yeah. Sunday. But it's really, and, and, and I can go through tons of, of, of details in where I see the, the most successful are investing and growing. But in the end, and it may, may be, oh, it's only customer experience, but it is, in my opinion, it is the, the big shift in just selling homes in 2001 to building a brand in 2023 and really working with your local community and providing value, value beyond selling and transacting a home. Yeah, exactly. And uh, being privileged to work with 3,000 brands, many of them leading RE members around the world, I see different local culture twists yeah. to this. But in the end, the ones that are prospering and growing and making good coin are focusing on customer experience outside the, the local, uh, well, the local vanilla flavored uh, competitors. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you know, this is really interesting that you're mentioning this. Actually, we just had our uh, leading RE conference in Las Vegas just a, a couple of weeks ago. Mm. What was really great, yep. great experience. A lot of great people. Of course, the top of the top professionals were there. Mm. And one pattern or trend mm. that I came back was a bit what you just said. You know, customer experience. Mm. And one thing that I kept hearing over and over again was going back to basics, right? And going back to, mm. you know, mm. understanding your client better, deeper, uh, with more intimacy, with a stronger mm. connection, right? Uh, would you agree that that is something that we, we have to look deeper into when we also use technology, when we use, you know, tools like you are providing for real estate professionals? Well, what do you see mm. for the future trends when it comes to that customer experience? It's an interesting viewpoint, and I hear it also in a lot of context, this going back to basic. I, I prefer to read that in a different way, that I think when markets are really tough, yes, you can't maybe go to the extravaganza or spend in, in many of the aspects that you've done. But I think really in these times, and I think it doesn't matter if it comes to tech or it comes to the AI that I hope we, we will cover in, 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 uh, in this session, but it's really in the perspective of how do I actually stand out? Again, maybe you have less of a mean to do it in this market that you don't have so much cash to invest. But again, what do you do differently to stand out versus your competitors? 
Is it that you provide more content, being that trusted advisor in that local community? Is it maybe investing in a new support system that provides you a more streamless experience when you actually interact with uh, ABC uh, real estate agents? So I think basic, yes. But if you pivot back to not progressing, if that is the context of basic, then I would disagree then I would say that you would probably, when you come out of this tougher market and you actually see that market are booming again, and if you then haven't taken the the right decision to either streamline or invest or really focus on bringing more value, I think you will be left behind. Because what I have seen in 2001, 2008, 2017, uh, when markets were tough, the brands, including ourselves, that doubled down and went into more efficiency, thought about what do we want to do when we come out of this stuff? Because, again, it's a cyclical yeah. business. Yeah. Again, it's a cyclical business. It's tough for 18 months, and then it's good for three years. And it's tough for 12 months, and it's good for five <laughs> years. It is the, the, the tougher periods are shorter, and the harvesting times are longer. Yeah. I mean, not just the 22 years that we've been in business. I think the real estate industry is the definition of cyclical business so i would say uh, in these times absolutely you have to go back to the core and really question yourself what is our value proposition what is because again in an upstream market everybody's making coin you can take joe from the corner and he he or she can actually sell a property because everybody is selling and but in the tougher times then you actually have to be a professional You actually, you are in even more fierce competition. Maybe there's five agents. Maybe there's 10 agents being invited to that seller before he or she decides who they will trust with the sale of their biggest asset. So I think basic for me is, yes, you got to know your core. You have to have a crystal clear view on what your value proposition is in these tough times. And I think really to have that strategic perspective in six, in my opinion, in six to 12 months, we are out of the dark and we are coming into the light. If it's a little light in the beginning, but in September to December this year, in my opinion, different markets might be a bit later or sooner. We are seeing at least some light. If you're talking about markets coming back to the ability to understand where the interests are going, the, the curves of that, I think we are in September to December this year in many of our markets where we operate, uh, a more clear view on, okay, we are out of the woods in some aspects. There's still some bumper roads ahead. Yeah. There's still macro aspects that can happen, but we are in a better position to plan for the next, say, 2024, 2025 than what we were six months ago. Fantastic. Uh, I mean, I, I love what you're saying. And, and definitely when you say, you know, the core and then focus on that value proposition during dark times, you know, being knowing what you're doing basically in the market and how you differentiate yourself. And I mean, Dick, you must have seen you you were talking about 3000 brands that you that you service around mm-hmm. the world i mean mm-hmm. so you have seen yeah. some real estate yeah. professionals and i'm actually you know to just dive a little <laughs> bit deeper what are some of those things mm-hmm. that you see that you think like hey what they are doing is really good you know or this mm-hmm. makes them so much more mm-hmm. professional or this really differentiates them from the rest of the market mm-hmm. what are some of the things that you feel that yeah. is really good and that is definitely worth mentioning to our audience because we, we have a lot of real estate people listening. So mm. and I'm sure they want to know. Mm. Mm. No, but I, I think I, now I could spend hours talking to you. I mean, you're a real estate coach also by profession. You, you teach and you, you train and you see probably as much as I do globally. I mean, if I look on an individual level, I think it's super interesting to see the different cultures around yeah. the world. And when, when I was in Portugal meeting you guys at the leading RE event here in, 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 in the fall, anything from Icelandic to uh, Bahamas to Sweden to Australian to the New York agents, culturally, there's a huge difference in how you approach the vendor selling experience in the lounge room conversation on actually get building trust for, to, to be chosen as an agent. I think in the end, though, what it comes down to in the vast core of it is process, structure, 
that you actually see this as a profession. And, and, and of course, the vast majority does that, but a profession of actually being the best in that local market. Because in my opinion, if you're not the best and the number one in your market, you are one out of 50. And it's a, such a fierce competition. So the ones that are really being the number one in their local market, they have so much process and systemization to all the admin and all the reporting and all the communication that they do with vendors and buyers, all of that, it just has to be systemized. We're not doing that for them, but what I see in the end, the one that can focus on the customer experience and be building that, they have to have full control of everything that takes time behind them. That might be uh, building a, a efficient business unit, could be implementing the best CRM, again, lead generation software, etc. But they have a clear view how they actually drive their business forward. And then, of course, in the aspect of, of branding and marketing, they are the one that actually stand out. They, they, they do invest more than the average on how to present the home, how to potentially style the property. They are getting, of course, exclusive rights to, to market and sell the property for 90 to 120 days. And they really, they, they invest that extra mile in marketing, brand building, and they play the long game. They have a long game perspective. Yeah. And I think that is the number two perspective of showcasing who is successful in the market. Because success, in my opinion, it's a lagging factor. <laughs> you invest heavily year one, year two, year three, and you think, but oh, will this ever be any return on all the hard work I'm doing? Yeah. And then you know what? Year four, you are harvesting like crazy. Because it takes one, two, three years in your local community for them to understand that you're the agent to yeah. choose. You have to go to hundreds of vendor appraisals before you actually get confident. You get your script, your spiel, your data sources, A-level. But the ones that normally come in, they spend six months, oh, this is hard. <laughs> this is hard being a real estate agent or a year or two years. Oh, But you know what? Year three, year four, year five, if you manage to, to be resilient, man, you can make a coin and you can make a brand and you can have a beautiful uh, business for 5, 10, 15, 20, 100 years if you want to build a legacy like Barford and Thompson that just celebrated 100 years and fourth generation of, of brilliant uh, business operators. Uh, and I mean, for me, it's just a privilege to work with those brands that really invest. And I think, in the, as you said to your initial question regarding these markets, I mean, there's always market share to win, yes. right? Unless you're like Zillow, unless you're Zillow or some of the humongous portals that have 100% market share, but there's always market share to gain as a real oh, estate yes. professional in any market. Yes. Oh, yes, mm. for sure. That's, it's really fascinating, you know, and what I, what I really like what you say there, mm. Dick, you know, it's always, you know, when you're talking to somebody that has been in the real estate for a long time as mm. yourself, because mm -hmm. I like the kind of the, the order of how you took, you say, first focus on systemization, right? That back end, right? Know what you're doing, mm -hmm. you know, where, how, does, mm -hmm. how is the information being collected? How do you get those reports done? How do you, mm -hmm. you know, know the flow of mm -hmm. your, your contact uh, going through? When, you know, you, mm -hmm. you know, and I know when we talk to a lot of real estate professionals, they're always like, yeah, lead gen and how do I s do sales and how do I close a deal? Mm -hmm. uh, but they don't think like, mm -hmm. how do I systemize this process? So I like when you said, you know, syst you know, I would say in the training, start with the end in mind. How do you know that something is mm -hmm. working? Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I can give you all the lead yes. generation tools in the world, but how do you know it's working? You need to have a system mm -hmm. in place. So I, I love that you start with that one. And then you say, then you go to the marketing mm -hmm. and the branding and you say, now you have to put yourself out there mm -hmm. and, 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 and really show what, who you are and that you, you are the professional in that marketplace. So I, I love that order. And that brings me immediately to mm -hmm. like, how, how do you guys help with that? Right. What does Diacrit do? Mm. In terms mm. of trying to solve agents' mm. problems, systemization, you were talking about it. Give us a little bit of an overview mm. of everything that you provide mm. for, for the professionals out there. Yeah. And, and I think maybe to, to preach or, or do as you preach, I think when we started in 2001, right? I mean, we're hailing from Sweden. It's a very small country. We have 9 million people. We do 160,000 uh, sales a year in the total real estate industry. 
But it's a it's a it's a country that uh, historically has built a lot of good brands that are exporting and becoming global successes. May it be uh, Spotify or IKEA or Volvo, or you name it. We have a few yes. of them. <laughs> and I think really from from day one, we were thinking about how do we actually make the value proposition we want to offer in Sweden. How do we make that a global success? How do we think 10, 15, 20 years ahead and we can do this? In any market we go into, we want to be the market leader. We want to be number one. We want to have this as a value proposition that would be a no-brainer if we come to Australia or the US. It should be that strong. So we really started with a system approach uh, perspective. If we are to do this for one property, that's fine. But if we And we had a huge goal about how do we do this for 10,000 properties? Today, we do 400 thousand homes a year we go physically into 400,000 homes wow. a year around the globe having more than 1500 professionals going in shooting photography video drones you virtually you name it and we deliver within 24 hours uh, to anywhere in the world and we have a 97% customer satisfaction wow. and we we built that from the bottom up it took us 10 years 10 years to reach that scalability to first of all become profitable but also from a perspective that we broke that curve of, of volume and coming to that systemization perspective that we can really scale it. We were probably at a 35, 40,000 homes a year at that time. Now we are at 400,000 and we can go to a million if we want to. We can ramp it up extremely fast. But I think from, from that perspective, from a value proposition, again, I bought my first home in Stockholm in 98. And coming to that um, open for inspection on that Sunday, there was no information handed to me beforehand. I had, I had basically no information. I had, a, I had a small ad in the in the paper, right? Hey, there's a three bedroom for sale at this address. Come to the open on Sunday, and there was no information. Yeah. And I just went home and said, at least there has to be a floor plan, right? I'm buying space. There has to be a floor plan provided here. So. Basically, the first value proposition, let's let's offer a floor plan so that at least the agent can market and showcase what's the floor plan look in, in 2001, right? And then it basically built on that. What is the buyer experience before you actually come to the open? How can we provide value? Because 2001, of course, time was as valuable as it is today, right? But I think when we see how much time we spend online when the, when the iPhone came and everything, it's, it's going faster. Time as a commodity is just getting more and more valuable. So for us, it's really how can we empower the buyer to online see as much of the property as possible? It's a 2D floor plan, 3D floor plan. It's a, it's a furnishing application where you can put your own furniture in. You can configure your kitchen. You can put drones. You can do virtual tours. You, you name it. We have tons of applications that we have developed over the last 22 years. But behind that, it is the experience for the agents. How, I mean, in 2008, when we went hard into photography, we built like what Uber did way later for the taxi industry. We built the booking system for thousands of photographers around the world to make themselves available, to build the logistics, how we, I mean, how we measure travel, how do we optimize the photographer's day to actually make six shoots a day in Atlanta or Stockholm or uh, yeah. Sydney. So they have a beautiful working experience working with us. How do we integrate with all the CRMs and how do we build service organizations so that the agents, if the agent picks up the phone in Sweden or Norway, in Australia, in their local language, we pick up the phone in 17 seconds and have an 88, 88% first contact resolution with agents. doesn't matter where you are wow. in the world. So that customer experience for us is that the agents should be out meeting clients. We have all the integrations with their CRMs. They put in the order, all the data goes from the CRM. We send out the photographer or the videographer or the drone artist or the floor plan sketcher the day after. Done. They're being delivered back in 24 hours to their CRM, posted on their social, posted on their website, posted on their portal. They don't have to do anything. So that agent experience, seamless. Because we know in the end, right? We can think about Google or Facebook or AI. Anything could be systemized. But if we offer the best customer experience to the, all the agents that want to be the leader in the local market, and we provide them with the visual tools that makes the property they're selling stand out, and the buyer gets the best customer experience when they actually look online and when they come to the open for inspection on the Sunday, 
they're basically there to see, look at the view, smell, maybe see something that you can't see online. But yeah. that's it. You're already qualified. Sure. We have taken the time into account from the buyer experience. So they, when they come to that open, they are 90% yeah. there. They've spent 30 minutes in our furnishing application, putting in their furniture. They've taken down a wall. They put some new furniture into the kitchen. They looked at the virtual tour three times. And all of that data, we provide that data back to the agent. So they have all that data before they open for inspection. They know how many people that has been into the furnishing application, how many that have been into the virtual tour, how much time they spent, and how many that has been spent. So they can have an even more engaged conversation with the vendor, the sellers, to set expectations for the auction or the bidding process, whatever comes next. So for us, it's a continuous journey in improving agent experience. So it's super easy to work with us. Provide the best visual content and distribution into whatever social media, website, portal that they want to distribute the content. And also focus on the buyer experience so that the buyer in the end, can save time instead of running around. Uh, I'll talk to that soon. I bought a place in Cannes last year, which was a horrendous experience. <laughs> but we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, so that the buyers actually can focus in their own time, home, online. Okay, I want to go to that open for inspection. I'm falling in love with that property. can do that already yeah. online. Wow. It's, it's really uh, so interesting to see in 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 all that time that you have spent in those 22 years understanding what the mm. agents or the professionals need, right? To really make their business easier, more efficient. I love when you're saying, you know, mm. that the agent has to just be on the street, you know, showing homes and what mm. can be arranged for them mm. on the back end. And you have literally thought of mm. every single, yeah. I would say, centimeter of their business right how that is working and of course you 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 had the time but like i said you did 10 years to you know figure that all out and make that a profitable Mm. business for yourself hey have you thought of joining us at the apec forum in bali from june 7th to the 9th Uh, we still have a couple of tickets left Uh, for joining us at the event. And yes, I did say Bali, the magical destination of Bali in Indonesia, where leading real estate companies of the world is organizing their next 2023 APEC Forum. Explore the global trends and look at the dynamic economics of the Asia-Pacific, which remains the fast-growing economic power worldwide. And uncover also the opportunities in PropTech, commercial real estate, new development marketing, and so many more things that we will be covering during this APEC forum. All while connecting with all of our leading RE members from the APEC region and all around the world. So uh, go to the website apec.leadingre.com to see our agenda, to see all of our speakers, and to see some of the glimpses that we will be showing in Bali, in beautiful Indonesia. So join us soon at the APEC Forum in Bali from June 7th to the 9th. See you there. Now I'm actually interested to to hear, Dick, uh, we were talking about (laughs) AI already a little bit. The future, right? I mean, you are innovators dig if i can say so right you you guys look Mm. at not Mm. what is happening today but also what is happening tomorrow with this industry Mm. with this business now of course ai is coming in chat gpt is is a word Mm. that i hear every Mm. i think every other hour i Mm. i hear that either online uh, google is spending (laughs) a gazillions on on their new uh uh, their new uh, ai tools um whatever is happening right now there there are things mm. changing online and i would really love mm. to hear your take on this is that going to affect us is this going to help us is this going to destroy oh. us what's going to happen oh. <laughs> <laughs> now but it's interesting i mean uh, being uh, hey, i hate to admit it but i'm turning 50 next year right and i mean when we started uh, let's take a perspective to it when we sp- started in 2001 the first the first search engine for real estate had just come online I mean, there were no mobile phones that you can surf on, et cetera, right? I mean, we were still taking fax orders up until 2005. Hey, let's just, let's take, let's take <laughs> yeah, it a step cool, back, right? Yeah. So I think, so I think from that perspective, the agents have, when they started with us, they, they took the floor plan, they scanned it and, or they faxed it, they could email it, of course. But I think for us, 
it's always been about, okay, what are the facilitators to improve customer experience? I mean, for us in the beginning, as I said, when I went to my first uh, open for inspection and bought my first uh, apartment in Stockholm, yeah, I was reading the newspaper, right? There was a text ad in the back of the paper. Hey, there's a Sunday open on, on uh, well, 9 to 9.30, et cetera, right? So for me, in the end, it's been evolution. I think for me, the printed ads, for me in the beginning, they were my biggest competitor. Because I wanted to move the experience online. I want to, yes, you were sitting on a desktop and you were, you could at least search online and you could actually get some experience, see a floor plan, et cetera. And it was way more affordable to, to put the ad online than it was in the yeah. print, right? And then, of course, that changed and we, we got some, some, some new graphic cards in the computer. We can build a bit of an interactive uh, opponent. So in 2007, we launched our furnishing application that you could actually do stuff online. You could actually have an experience and great. So that, that, was tech in enabling us to, to provide a, a different solution. Yeah. And then uh, Steve Jobs, uh, praise his soul, right? Launched the, the iPhone and, and the whole world changed. I mean, let's, let's take that step back. The iPhone, when that came, I get goosebumps thinking about it, how much we have been efficient as a human being uh, since, since that yeah. launch. And I think what we have done in our production or in, in our back office, I mean, everything that has been a manual uh, task, we have always challenged, what could we systemize? What could we actually code away? So for us, when we talk about AI or we're talking about machine learning, we have since day one, what can we put more efficiency into with systemization programming? So for us in the back end of our production and our systemization, that's always been the case. So when uh, before we come into the air, when, when COVID hit in, in 2020, 26th of March 2020, we moved over a thousand people home. And everybody did that, right, in, in, in COVID. We moved everybody home, but we have never moved them back. We have canceled every office globally since March 2020. So we have more than a thousand professionals, might be photographers or our production team that does photo editing. They're working from home. And home that some have been in Asia, et cetera. And for me, that is a facilitation of technology. We build systems of how we work, how we co cooperate. It works. AI, as we all know it, and uh, I think what kept me in this industry for 22 years, and I think the next 10 years, Taco, it's going to be mind-boggling. And I'm so excited over the uh, possibilities. From a customer experience, I mean, we have a great customer service team. As I said, 97% customer satisfaction. We pick up the phone in 17 seconds. We have chat functions already today. But how we can improve the speed of this yeah. now even more already, I mean, in the next six months, we can improve that customer experience three yeah. times. It is A grade today. It's going to be triple A grade in wow. six months. I think overall, the opportunity for if you are a coder today, like many of my, my, my teams are coders, they code new products, new system integrations, all of that going to go so much yes. faster. Integration with CRMs, integrations with portals, integration, whatever coding you need to do, it's going to get 10 times faster. Today, in two years, it's going to be 50 times faster. So I think it's it's a brilliant opportunity to see this as the, the next facilitator, not just for real estate, mate. I think for us as a human being, it is it is scary at some times when I think about the opportunities because it's, it's always a dark side to it. But I, I'm super excited. I am so excited. Wow. Fantastic. Same here. I'm also very excited. But of course, I see mm. a lot of real estate professionals worried. Uh, uh, maybe that's mm. because also mm. there's a lot of scary stuff online these days, right? What we should be worried about and not worried yeah. about. It depends yeah. a bit where you get your news or where you get your information. But uh, yeah. the, you said an interesting word right now. It's kind of like the enabling effect, right? You need to be enabled with technology mm. and and knowing how to use it. Mm. So. So just maybe a simple question. Do you see an interesting future mm -hmm. for real estate professionals out there when it comes to the, tech, the more technology, the more AI, the more of everything, faster, quicker, uh, more accessible? Mm. Is this good for agents or do you, do you see a threat for them? No, I think, I mean, I was listening to, to your speech in, in Portugal when you were talking about prop tech and the potential scare from brands and, and the brokerages for, for the, the word of prop tech. And I, would, and I would also, like you did when we spoke about basic versus core here, 
I think if you're a brand, again, a member of Leading RE, I mean, if I was to run a, a, a real estate brand today in any local market or global market, I mean, I would be so psyched about the opportunity to build a better business. I think the core question here, as we're talking about core, how can I improve my value proposition? And again, the partners I create or the partnerships I create, I think that is the core here. You can't do everything on your own. I can't do everything on my own. I have to build part. I'm proud to build partners with tech providers, hardware solutions, uh, editing softwares, because why would I build something from scratch when I can partner and, and take 10, 15, 20 years of innovation and 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 and, and, and speed track it into my business? So I think from that perspective, if I'm, uh, again, Peter Thompson or at, at Barford & Thompson or anybody else as a member of Leading RE, I would look at partnerships. I would look at my core business and my value proposition for this year, five years and 10 years, and think about how do I gradually improve that so that I am a power force today, tomorrow, in five and 10 years. So there's there's two ways here. You are either seeing this as a big threat, and I'm afraid you will probably not be in business in five years, or you see this as a massive, massive opportunity with, don't be naive, there are pitfalls and and challenges and you have to take the right decision but i think really what leading re is offering with with you taco and your team and the the services you provide to your members that okay pre-qual ask taco he's pre-qualified all the good ones and uh, taking away the the pitfalls yeah. right because i think there you need to you need to really think twice about who you partner with who do you trust who has a long-term perspective and who doesn't cannibalize on your business? Okay. I took that from 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 your speech in Portugal because there's a lot of prop tech that is looking at the real estate industry like, oh, this is so antiquated. We are going to go in here and take away or efficiency and, and think from their own perspective. For me, it's always been what I want to solve for the agents and the buyers and the sellers. It's it's not a service that the agents should, should develop themselves. Okay. Again, this visual content and everything I've innovated with Decred and the team and, and everything, it's a, it's a service that the agents should benefit from. Speed, efficiency, great visual content. It should be an integral part of their marketing suite, but it doesn't compete with their commission or their brand or their market size. It should just be a facilitator. And I and I think when we started in 2001, we did that first floor plan or the systemization. It's always been, how can we be the agent's best yeah. friend? Yeah. And I think the partnerships uh, that, that grow from that, again, when we work with Barfoot or with, with any other leading RE member or there's any of the 3,000 brands, we say to them, we're in, we're in this for the long yeah. run. If that is me in 10 years, or if that's somebody else taking my reign or whoever does it, mm-hmm. Degree will be here for the long yeah. run. And we are doing this as a partnership perspective, not for a year, not for two years. We want to be like Barfoot is 100 years uh, March this year. If if I could see that partnership growing over the next 20 years, I would be so proud. I, I think we both have a bit of a fascination for companies that have been around for a long time. And, mm. and you said it so, so humbly <laughs> right now. I mean, you, you, you look way younger, but like you're turning, you said 50 soon, right? So, I mean... <laughs> That is a milestone mm-hmm. where you start looking back on everything that you have achieved. And mm-hmm. one of the things, uh, Dick, uh, you know, uh, myself and I know many of our listeners are also fascinated about leadership, right? And you're a leader in your company, you're mm-hmm. an innovator leader and you're a co-founder mm-hmm. and, and you're running an international company. I mean, you're all over the world. That's already mm-hmm. not an easy task. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, you've been around for 22 years so, you know, going a little bit deeper mm. on, on, on that level, I would, I would love to know, you know, mm. you know, building a company brings those challenges. And I'm, I mm. just want to know what are some mm. of those key learning points that you have, have gotten over those last 22 years? What, what have you learned? What have you seen? And, and what would you maybe advise somebody that is going to start a company anytime soon mm. as a leader being in a business for 22 years? What, what should they look out mm. for? <sighs> That is the million-dollar question, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, 
how do you how how do you how do you build the business that actually has the 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 viewpoint of of again long term yeah. perspective? I mean, for for me, I'm I'm a third generation entrepreneurial son, right? My my granddad and my father they were such an inspiration when I grew up about how they didn't run big businesses; they grow local service minded businesses uh, with twenty staff, yeah. right? But they were so lo- dedicated to their local community. And they put their staff way before. I mean, when the the times were hard, I, I saw my mom and dad that were running the business. They didn't take their own paycheck. They paid the twenty staff for two months before they took their own yeah. paycheck. So, so that has been ingrained into to to my core, right? And I think from that perspective, working with people in the end that complements you and that actually you have fun with, because you spend so much time whatever business or whatever job you do right and doing it on your own doing it on your own i think that is the worst recipe for disaster because you will always have dips and you will always have challenges may they be physical family financial right and you need somebody to help you carry that tough time um i mean if you have a partner absolutely uh the privilege to been married now for 27 years so it's 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 an amazing uh, support but i think working with people uh, that again complement you and that you think you can have fun with and build a business for for a longer term perspective and i think for me the 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 true privilege is to work with people i mean if i'm looking at the thousands of people that has come through the decred reigns over the 22 years the, the the local aspects of Sydney, Australia versus Denver, US versus Oslo, Norway, or whatever market it is, to work with that local uh, perspective of real estate, of culture, of human being, wow, that is that is exciting. And having the perspective to say, you don't know what you don't know. Don't come into Australia thinking that the Scandinavian work or process will work. <laughs> Because it won't. <laughs> don't 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 think that the the coming in as a Swede to to uh, Georgia will work. Because it won't. It, you have to be humble to that, right? And I think really empower. Uh, I mean, in the position we are today, we are a big brand, but we're still a small business. Yeah. Taco. I mean, if I look at IKEA or General Electric or whoever is out there, we're a small business, and I'm super humble to that. Um, I'm staying a bit paranoid every day because I want to improve the business today versus versus what it was yesterday. But I mean, we're not a big business. We can't we can't put hundreds of millions of dollars into innovation. We have to be yeah. smart. So I think from that uh, long answer to your question, I mean, leadership in my opinion comes down to empowering the people that you surround yourself yeah. with. Uh, realize that it is a privilege that somebody will actually work for you with yes. you and that if you take that for granted you will lose people skill sets clients sleep <laughs> don't take shit for granted uh, feel the privilege working with great people uh, again the clients that we work with that they entrust us with such an integral part of their business to help them grow to market to stand out um, every day um, turning 50 it it makes me excited um and i was just in in a small city in sweden yesterday meeting a, a pretty small office right but it still gives me huge energy doesn't matter it doesn't have to be the 100 years barford and thompson's uh it, it, i get such much energy from from that local brokerage in a small town in sweden still after 22 years wow Man, what a what a what a great answer! I really mean it, Dick. I mean, I I just get goosebumps <laughs> listening to you talking about people and and for such an achievement of twenty two years and still being hungry until today, you know, and still wanting to keep moving mm-hmm. forward. It's it's. Uh, I just want to say congratulations on that. Well done, and 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 keep going and keep doing that. Thank it's, you. It's such uh, such an inspiration mm. to see entrepreneurs, you know, staying hungry on that. And uh, I can only applaud that and, 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 and see that as really, I, I look up to people like that, right. That do that, do that and put that together and take so much pleasure in working with great people and, and keep empowering them to, you know, to join the team and, uh, and join the vision. So, uh, Wonderful. Mm. I actually had a, I have two questions left and uh, I had one, mm. uh, one great question mm. I wanted to ask you, but actually I'm now, I'm going to, 
kind of skip that question. I want to come back on what you said earlier. So what mm-hmm. happened in Kong? Mm-hmm. No, the, <laughs> interesting, right? Because uh, we we have the we have the global head office in Bangkok. Yeah. So so we uh, when before we went into the US, we were servicing Europe, and then we moved into to Australia and to New Zealand, and and. For many reasons, uh, for speeding up the delivery from this uh, European market, we started in Bangkok in 2005. So I think with with that uh, um, experience of, of then moving down to Australia, New Zealand, the markets we have operated in has has been markets where there there's a good professional level for for, for the real estate industry, not just for agents, because there's great agents in in France. I mean, you have some great members there yeah. with. Riviera Keys and another aspect with with Harald, great people, yes. great operators, but they are in a country that has some some challenges from how to well the real estate industry yes. hasn't matured to the level of of, of other markets like Scandinavia, Australia, New Zealand, parts of the US, etc. So there's uh, I was there. Uh, COVID came right, so I moved the family back to Sweden from from Bangkok. We've been there for. 2014 to 2020 and they when coming back to 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 bangkok like with with singapore right there was this harsh quarantine rules you had to be locked in for two weeks so i uh, after two two tours back to bangkok i i said i can't do that anymore so the 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 fall of 2021 i spent some time down in in con with with uh, with our business lawyer and i was there for a few weeks and just fell in love with the place right the french riviera was not to love but Cannes in in particular so it's it's a beautiful piece of piece of the world i I met uh, harold and his team and i met some other agents and i mean the marketing overall because i mean normally you don't get exclusivity to to market the property right so no agent is really investing into marketing they are really making the the least effort Uh, when you get the exclusivity yes you invest like any other market but that was going to like 20, 30, 40. It was back to 1999 in Stockholm. Right? You had to go to all these uh, property showings about based on like one photo um, at best. So it was like, can uh, can it really be like this? So, but in the end, right, and it was this two days before I was heading out to, to Asia, I, I reluctantly went to this open, or it wasn't even open, the agents like say, come to this place, yeah. right? So, and it was so terribly mind. It was one 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 photo from the inside of the, of the property. It was not. It was not even a good yeah. one. I came to this property. It's a great gated community. It was a building from 1860. It was formerly the Intercontinental Hotel. It was like a beautiful building. And I just came into the apartment and I was looking out to a view over the ocean, over the old town. And I was just thinking to myself, if they just put that photo up. They probably sold this place six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, my my realization from that was okay. There's so we were talking about the yeah. market, right? There's so many markets, so much growth opportunities. There's so much room for improvement everywhere in yeah. the world. So probably for long after I have retired, there's so much more to do in this real estate industry globally. But until then, uh, I'm just happy to, again, with Harold and his team, or if it's South Africa, wherever we will go yeah. next, because we are such a proud member now leading RE. And again, what will take us to Iceland or to France or to South Africa, we will want to, we want to do that through, through, well, basically partnering with leading RE members. Yes. So finding those innovators that you have thousands of within your ranks, Taco. For me, that is the the next uh, where the decision. If we go to France, or if we go to the UK, if we go to South Africa, we'll probably be a member in leading our raising their hand to say, "Hey, I want to jump in. I want to take the innovation to my market. I want to be the number one." As Barfoot did with New Zealand, they raised the hand and say, "Hey, we'll take the seventeen hundred agents. We'll take your business model and implement it all through." And took us three months jointly, and then we rolled it out and successfully. We were not in New Zealand when they. Yeah, it's it's super yeah. exciting. So for us, the partnership with Leading RE is super exciting, and I, I can't wait to 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 meet you guys in the next international event here. Hopefully, uh, we'll see you at the APEC uh, event. Yes, um, uh, event or in Dubai. Yeah. We'll be in Dubai, of course, at the end of the year. So that's going to yeah. be uh, very mm-hmm. exciting. Dubai will absolutely. Yeah. We will we will absolutely see you in Dubai for sure. So now we're super nice excited. Nice thing, nice. 
Uh, Nick, that is actually uh, kind of all the time that we have. I, I could speak to you for hours, actually, mm. but I know you're busy, and, <laughs> and these episodes also cannot be too long, uh, what, I, what I hear from our producers. Yeah. So we have to keep it short, but I do have one mm. question uh, left. But before I go to the final question, yeah. um, mm. where can we find more about you, about Diacrit, uh, any social uh, media pages you would like to mention here that, that, that people can have a look at if they, in case they are interested, they want to know more, where should they go? No, but I mean, hey, diacrit.com is always there, right? And I mean, for, from, from a social perspective, you just tag in Diacrit in any, in any of the channels, you will find us yes. there. Um, I think from that perspective, uh, as, as a leading RE member partner here, I mean, we have, we have different brands around the world. So we, uh, we run um, a brand called Virgins in the U.S., uh, which is a, a leading, or I would say the leading brand for, for real estate visual content in the U.S. We, we partnered and acquired them uh, last year. So I think from that perspective, if you are a member in the U.S. for now, you, you look to Virgins for, for your local uh, partnership. And uh, anywhere else globally in the world, there will probably be a Decrit representative. If you are in South Africa or anywhere else, we will take your call and I'll get my ass on a plane and I'll go to wherever it is and we'll talk about a deeper partnership. Fantastic. Fantastic. And then as a final question, is there any other final words, thoughts, mm -hmm. or a message you would like to give to our audience? You know, we have mainly real estate professionals listening, but, you know, these are brokers, agents, mm -hmm. you, you know, the leading RE members. So any final words or thoughts that you would like to leave yeah. them with? Yeah. Um, what would that be? Yeah, no, but I would really say in in the in these tough times, you I mean, it doesn't matter if you just turn on the news, right? You will have a pr pretty negative perspective on the world. So I would flip that and say in these so-called challenging times, focus on what you can actually impact. Okay. I mean, you're running a business maybe locally or nationally or in some aspects globally. Focus on what you can actually impact. These macro trends, it's a cyclical business we work in. Focus on your core, focus on your value proposition, and really, please, in these dark times, think about that this is a long race. This long race consists of small, small steps of improvement that will make you successful today in five years and in 10 years, and success is a lagging factor. Don't, don't forget that. Again, the hard work today will pay off in spades in 6, 12, 18, 24 months. Fantastic, fantastic. Great final message. Thank you so much, Dick. Again, uh, uh, thank you for being with us here today. It was a, an honor, a privilege, and a really exciting conversation. I'm My very own. sure a lot of people have learned, gained uh, a lot from this conversation. And like I said, this is not the last time we'll see each other. We will see each other at the events, and we will see each other in some country where yep. we'll be helping our members. And I just want to wish you the best of luck. Good luck on the next 22 years with Dear Crit. And uh, I'm sure Thanks, some man. great things will be coming up. Thank you, Dick. Thanks for having me. Okay, everybody, this is our uh, episodes of Million Dollar Question today here with Dick Carlson, co-founder of uh, Diacrit. Uh, and uh, we are excited again for the next episode. So stay tuned with us for the next episode here at Million Dollar Question. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you.